Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome you to Porch Talk. This is your host, Alan. We are at the Sunstroke House. It's been a while. It's good to be back. Uh, I have Victoria Vark here with me. Uh, Victoria, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time to sit down with me. Yeah, thanks for having me. A little bit about you. Where are you from? I live in Iowa City right now, um, but I grew up in uh, northern New Jersey. Northern New Jersey. Yes. So tell me a little bit about growing up. Was music always a part of your life? Yeah, my um, my mom's side of the family is very musical. Um, my aunt, so my mom's sister, went to Juilliard for piano and um, that was something that was always like part of our family. So I grew up, uh, learning piano. And then when I was nine, I guess I asked for a guitar. Um, and then I started playing bass when I was around 11. Okay. Yeah. And so what about training, uh, self-taught or classically or? Um, I had some lessons and then throughout middle school and high school, um, piano, I guess, yeah, was classically trained and forgot most of it um and then I was self-taught on bass for about like a year two years um and then started taking some some lessons what made you want to pick up the bass I don't know I think I I don't know I think I just like it seemed cool and I was in this like ensemble program Mm -hmm. and they needed someone to play bass on like one song and and I think I was just interested in I don't know taking that on and um for some reason I I ended up really liking it Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah and I think at first my parents were like oh I mean you play guitar and piano like you should just focus on those and I think I kind of liked like rebelling a little bit (laughs) too you know even though they were generally like so supportive of playing music and all that I started out on guitar, and it was just kind of through necessity. Mm-hmm. Like, no one else wanted to play bass. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, give it to me, you know? Yeah. So it was always like a lead guitar approach to the bass. Mm-hmm. What, what's kind of your approach? Yeah, I I feel very similarly. I feel like part of the reason why people ask me to be in their bands in, like, middle school and high school is because I played bass, and people wanted to play guitar, and bass was, like, my only thing, so there was always, like, room for me. Um, over the years, I mean, I started playing in primarily, like, as a bass player, um, playing, like, more standard bass lines, and then when I started writing, I write all my songs on bass first, and so I think I... That's interesting. Thank you, yeah, and then so I've, um, started using, like, chords and, and all that stuff. So it's like kind of getting a riff or a groove going and then building around it? Yeah, definitely. Or And like some of the parts come out almost like rhythm guitar-y, but when I've tried writing on guitar, it's like nothing that I play is ever interesting. So <laughs> just works on bass. That's really cool. <laughs> so last time you were here, you were playing bass with Squirrel Flower. Yes. So uh, how did you meet those guys? I met Ella um, and Jacob, who was playing drums on that tour, 
uh, both in college. Um, they were seniors when I was a first year, and Ella was just putting together her um, full band lineup for the first time. Um, and then, yeah, we started touring together a little bit, and then that um, led to more touring. Um, I think it was, let's see, the first big tour we were supposed to do together was uh, spring 2020, and I took a semester off of school to, like, go do that, you know, um, to the chagrin of my parents and, you know, um, everything else, but uh, five days into that, the pandemic happened, so, you know, kind of didn't really matter, but once I graduated, um, we ended up yeah, on that fall 2021 tour opening for Soccer Mommy, which is, and then the show was right before that Very started. cool, Soccer yeah. Mommy. Yeah. Uh, what would you study in college? I was a French major. Oh, wow. Yeah, so kind of nothing to do with, like, <laughs> playing music or, yeah, anything that I did. What did you now. have in mind uh, when you went to go study that? What, what was your plan? Um, No plan. I just <laughs> really liked French in high school and... Grinnell has, like, an open curriculum, so outside of, like, your major requirements, you kind of don't have to take any specific gen eds or anything, so I was like, okay, if I do this, because I have enough credits from that and placed into a high enough level, I can just take one class a semester and then do whatever else I want for the rest, so that was my plan, to just do whatever else I wanted um, and not have, like, a ton of, yeah, course requirements. Tell me a little bit about the record that uh, you're selling right now with this tour. Yeah, so this record, um, it's called The Parts I Dread, and it's about when my parents decided to move from uh, New Jersey to Wyoming when I was 19, and that being, like, a really big change and feeling kind of, like, I don't know, placeless, um, and kind of just, like, that uh, That's a big change, by the way. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a great wide open out there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And we didn't know anybody. They, you know, kind of on a whim decided. I was like, I don't know anyone there. I can't live there. And I'm, you know, I was in the middle of college, so it's not like I could move out or anything. Um, So I felt kind of just like doing this. Yeah. So that was a big change to kind of wrap my head around. And um, yeah, that's what the album's about. It came out a little over a year ago. So yeah. yeah, we're we're kind of celebrating the the one year on this tour. Yeah, and uh, this is a pretty interesting tour. Your your tour, you got a you got a show coming up in a couple of days with Half Gringa. Yes, yeah. Oh, very cool. Uh, I how, did, how did y'all get connected? We played a show together in Des Moines in 2019. This is when I was just starting to play full band shows around Iowa, and she was on tour um to south by southwest and you know we played to like four people it was like a monday night in des moines where that was kind of my first time and then the other band was like also from out of town but i became such a big fan of um izzy's music i think it's uh, maybe one of my favorite bands ever so it was such an honor that um she asked me to be part of this show for this her ep release I'm going to drop this episode tonight, so uh, if you don't mind, just give us the remainder of the tour dates, where you'll be, if you know off the top of your head. Absolutely. So, um, Monica, who is the other band we're touring with, they are playing in Little Rock, Arkansas tomorrow. We are taking the day off because we are flying our drummer home. Um, And then after that, on the 28th, we are playing with Dubnub and Sloopy McCoy in St. Louis Mm -hmm. at Milk Toast. And the 29th, we're playing at the Orbit Room 
in Bloomington, Indiana with uh, Wife Patrol. And then that is our last date with Monica. And then on the 30th, we're playing Sleeping Village with um, Half Gringa. Nice. Well, cool. You uh, you wrapped it right out. Sometimes it's a little tough. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of dates, a lot of different bands. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So uh, tell me a little bit about the formation of your band. How did you uh, How did you get the guys to come together? Yeah, so Logan and I met a few years ago um, when I was out in Wyoming playing some shows. And uh, they live in Boulder, um, but I've been playing bands in all over Colorado, um, so we met doing some shows that way. And because uh, our, we both have one close friend who lives out there um, that we share, and yeah, they hopped on this tour kind of last minute and um, have been so fun to you know play and tour with. This is our first time playing together. And then John, who plays guitar. We met um, two months ago. I was opening for his other band, Early Eyes, and we just headed off. Um, at that time, he had also just uh, lost his main job, so he was like thinking about doing more music and, and whatnot. And I had this show coming up, as well as a show in uh, the Twin Cities, where he lives. Um, so after that tour was over, he was like, do you want a guitarist for the show you're playing in St. Paul? And I said, I was just about to ask you if you <laughs> wanted to come on this tour with me because you don't have a job right now. Like, um, And now we're here. And he has his job back, actually. So all's well done as well. Yeah, it all worked out. Yeah. Uh, tell me a little bit about influences. We talked about you getting into music, but who really inspired you to want to play? Oh, that's a great question. Or how, how has it evolved? Yeah, I, I feel like... Um, Let's see. I think influences, songwriting influences for this record were so different. Um, some indie rock stuff, Cat Power and Snail Mail. Um, some older folk stuff, Joni Mitchell, Nick Drake. Um, and then also some other bands like My Bloody Valentine and Boris that are more shoegazy, buzzed mm -hmm. out. Um, so it kind of covers a lot of ground in that way. Um, and then in terms of how I started playing music. I grew up listening to a lot of like Bright Eyes and Neutral Milk Hotel and like that stuff. Um, as well as like, I don't know, emo bands, you know, of, of that age. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think, yeah, all of that kind of together has like, I don't know. I feel like, and then I feel like my bass playing also just like listening to a lot of, you know, James Jamerson stuff and Jocko. You know, and yeah. a lot of the great Carol Kay, who played on all the Beach Boys records and things mm -hmm. like that. Um, so, yeah, kind of drawing from a lot of different areas. When this tour wraps up, are you going to take a little break and continue to ride, or are you going to try to get right back on the road? I am hoping to take a little break. Um, we're opening for Tegan and Sarah in Seattle in August, so I think we're figuring out another tour around then, but mm -hmm. hoping to take some more time off. Um, 
yeah, this tour, I've been on the road for almost four weeks now straight. Yeah, and y'all been road dog, and it's like every day or every other day. Yep, exactly. So it's it's definitely a busy schedule, but yeah, trying to take it easier. Um, I think I'll have hopefully three months off, so that'll be the longest break I've had in over a year, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's good yeah. that uh, COVID's over. Everybody's getting back to normal, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. What uh, What was some of your takeaways like during, during COVID, like in having the not being able to play? Yeah, I mean... It was, in some ways, kind of a relief for me, at at least, just because I got to finish college. I didn't have to, you know, worry about whether or not I was going to just give up on school and keep touring. I had kind of no option but to, you know, to go back to school, and no one was touring, so I didn't really miss out on anything. Mm -hmm. Um, So in that way, I felt really lucky, but, um, you know, I, I feel like it's... Yeah, I think there's, like, a, a an overlying, like, anxiety that I think people still are, like, dealing with and, and still have, which is, you know, very understandable. A lot of my friends are, like, don't really go out as much, you know. It's It's been very different. I've noticed, you know, just as things get back to normal, like you said, like, some of the people that I used to see going out, they don't go anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's, and, like, a lot of the scenes, they aren't the same. And I've seen some new scenes blossom just because of, like, tenacity of people, like, wanting to get things back going. Exactly, yeah. It's And especially for touring, it's like, um, you don't know, you know, who's doing shows anymore, what bands have broken up. Like, everything has changed, you know, yeah. across all of the scenes. So, yeah, it's a whole different ballgame now. All right, Victoria, I appreciate the time. i got three more questions for you. Yes. I would like for you to uh, tell the good people... Uh, your social media, and if they wanted to buy your record, can they get it online? Yes. my All of my social media, you can find at Pictoria Vark. Um, and yes, my music is available online at pictoriavark.bandcamp.com or on my record label's website, get, getbetterrecords.com. <laughs> get Better Records, nice. <laughs> uh, how did that start up for you? Um... Let's see. I think we got connected on Twitter, and then when I was shopping this record around, they reached out and were interested and took a chance on it. And yeah, it's worked out so wonderfully. They're yeah. really great folks. That's that's interesting. I mean, yeah. like the power of social media sometimes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, how did y'all connect? It was just like a random follow, or kind of. Yeah, I think it's like I'd been following some of their bands, and I don't know how they found me or you know what exactly about me or my music was like appealing to them but yeah just really grateful that that they did <laughs> all right question two just about this tour and i know like you've you played a lot of different shows with a lot of different bands and a lot of different places but uh what's been some of your favorite moments so far Ooh, that is a great question um the show we played in brooklyn was super fun i brought a ton of um my good friends who and they all came up as like guitarists extra guitarists or guest vocalists or things like that so he had a whole extravaganza which was yeah so fun i'd never done anything like that um so that was super special and let me think of one other one oh when we played in raleigh north carolina um that was 
Logan's hometown and they had not been there in a long time or really ever played a show there. So all of their friends and family came out, which was so unbelievably sweet. Mm -hmm. Last question. We're walking out the door. If you could go anywhere in the world right now, where would you go? Right now. If I didn't happen to be at Sunstroke House, which has been the most amazing time this afternoon. Shout out, Jamie. (laughs) We love Jamie. And I would probably want to be where would i want to go oh i would want to go to vancouver okay yeah cool yeah it's so pretty there (laughs) there you go well victoria thank you so much uh go give her a follow that's victoria vark on all socials and i'm excited for the show great thank you so much for having me thank you